everybody in the neighbor. Welcome back to Gear and Gigs. I am your host, Jet Stone. So awesomely, amazingly glad that you're here today. I, I just had to say something different because I'm always saying the same dang thing, but it means I'm glad you're here, glad you're joining the show. We have got an interesting one for you today. My good buddy, Reggie Elson. Say hi, Reg. Hi, Reg. There we go. He's got two, not one, but two Pigtronics pedals to show us in, I must say, some of the prettiest, you know, <clears throat> colors I've ever seen there on them pedals. He's got uh, two color matched, really like uh, major real estate eating pedals, uh, all analog, if I'm not mistaken. And uh, they do very different things. So we're going to let him tell us all about it. Reg, what do you got hey. today? Tell you I will. Um, they are, these are kind of throwback pedals, and this is like a show and tell, just kind of pulling some things, some favorite things of mine that I've had for a, a long while that uh, I would probably never get rid of. Uh, and they are both futuristic analog, so, uh, which is, you know, appealing for a lot of reasons. And, and plus, they're very well made. They're Pictronics pedals, after all. They are, Pictronics. as you have already stated, they are um, real estate eaters. This is a <laughs> so big. Uh, PT Nano board, which if you were using today's modern little pedals, I dare say you could get six or eighty of six or eight on here easily. <laughs> it's eight. I think you were closer eight. with eighty. I think you really eight. were. Eight, eight, you could get eighty <laughs> of those on here without even busting a sweat. But wow. uh, they are big, and uh, but they're also awesome. And so yeah, that's a little show and tell with uh, what they are. So what what I got here, obviously, uh, the Philosopher King which at its heart is a compressor. And um, compressors, as we know, are um, wonderful little studio effects. They're great on a bass, especially, but guitar, vocals, wh whatever. Compression everywhere. And compression. <laughs> that's our, that's <laughs> our motto. Compression, compression everywhere. everywhere. Yeah. We want compression everywhere. Yeah. Uh, but it does more than that. It's more than just a compressor. It does, uh, uh, and that's not why I got it. It is, uh, for me, it's a secondary compressor, although a very nice sounding one. Uh, which we've had this discussion before, but um, sometimes uh, compressors for their natural use, what they are meant to do is uh, uh, raise up the volume from certain things at a certain point that are too low and lower the volume on things that are too high. And then you have a basically a bandwidth of volume that as you play, your playing will be within that volume level. And basically you can make sure that it fills the entire spectrum. So as low as you play will still sound, uh, it, it, it'll, you can still hear that as well as you can the louder things. And it's just all right. So that's compression in a nutshell. This particular Pigtronics compressor has a, uh, a compression knob, which is the ratio. So basically as you turn it up, uh, the ratio gets higher and higher. Um, I generally, because I'm not really using this to squeeze very much, this is more of just a even everything out and kind of give you the sustain and volume. Uh, okay. It's set at about 10 o'clock on a, you know, basically where it starts at uh, 8 o'clock and 4 o'clock, 8 o'clock to 4 o'clock on a, on a pot, right? So noon would be in the literally the middle. Uh, it also has a volume, which would be the... Um, I believe it's makeup game that I have at two o'clock. So I am actually using a little bit of gain on, on this compressor. Uh, the only other compression knobs it has is one called sustain, right? And that I believe is, it's kind of like a, almost a mix of the attack and release. It's like the higher you have the sustain up, the, the less 
the less release you have on there, the more release you have. Like, I'm, no, don't release. Don't release. Leave the compressor on. Just don't. You know what I mean? It's the like, hand slap never on, mind the, that. on the yeah, mixer. Like, no, don't Hang on. No, there is no threshold for this thing. Just keep it going. It, it sort of works that way. But uh, that is also at 2 o'clock. And then it has, of all weird things, which as a bass player, I find this very useful. It has a treble control. So uh, that's like at 1 o'clock. That's just the sweet spot that I found on it for me is about one o'clock. The bonus to the compression section of this pedal is it also has a little tiny knob that's smaller than the other four I just talked about, which they call grit. And it is what you might think it is. It's like adding a little dirt to the, to the compression circuit. Hmm. And it's actually a very pleasant overdrive in moderate settings and kind of gets a little hairy if you max it out i just know that it's like a bonus to me because i certainly didn't buy this as a dirt pedal right it's you know, like the world's biggest oh, distortion oh, pedal oh but it has this but it has that function the other half of this pedal is essentially an envelope generator an envelope follower uh and an envelope for um any of the people that are familiar with synthesizers would know uh it is a shaping type of tool and in the case of this it is like on a on a uh, on a synthesizer. It would be the envelope for the amplifier because it would be the amplitude or volume envelope, right? It's not doing anything else except putting a shape on. So it's not filter. Volume. It's not pitch. Not, it's, right. It's, it's not. It's volume. just volume. So what that means and what that does in practice is, uh, you have a, uh, a. They call it swell and fade. Basically, swell is attack. And fade is sort of the release. Okay. So the fade, uh, essentially, like every, guitar players obviously know what a volume pedal is. Well, this would be like an automatic volume pedal because if you turn the attack up to where you want it, when you actually play a note on a guitar or a bass, um, it does not automatically just give you the full, here it is. It will gradually the volume will gradually swell in as if you were rolling up on a volume pedal except you're not rolling up on a volume pedal you're just setting this to do it at whatever length of time you want it to do and it will go pretty long uh i mean it's obviously not seconds and seconds long but it is fairly long and i'll show you when we get to that uh, the shortest and the longest and then it also has the fade control which uh is a separate effect there are three foot switches on this the center one engages the uh compressor the compressor has to be on in order to use the other half of it so you have to turn the pedal on which puts the compressor on the whole compressor circuit is on and then this envelope is available for use with either the fade or the swell being separate foot switches to turn on or off oh so you can have both or just one either or both okay either or both yeah you can do it anyway because if you put both of them on there are uh, as a bonus because you have a swell and a fade, so you're controlling how fast the note opens and how fast the note goes away, you can actually set those times to create sort of a pseudo tremolo, where it's coming and going. So it kind of gives you the tremolo, a, sort of a tremolo effect. I was going to say, this pedal is like a pedal of bonuses. It just keeps yeah, going, oh, well, like, you got this yeah, other like, thing, and oh, it does this other thing. And But you wouldn't <laughs> buy this as your only trem pedal, would be right. my point. Like, you wouldn't buy this as your only dirt pedal. 
you wouldn't really buy anything this big and clunky if it was your only compressor pedal. It's like what makes this pedal so awesome is the fact that all these things are in there and the the grit and the um, and the tremolo that you can get out of it are sort of bonuses that even if those weren't there, you still want this pedal. But th those other two things are just kind of cool things that you get with it because the envelope really is very full featured and it's a, it's a really cool effect. And uh, anyway, so that's the, that's the basic functionality of the Philosopher King. Okay. Uh, before we dive into the other pedal, let's, let's let everybody hear that. Why don't you go ahead and show uh, the functions yes, and, and here's where I'm going to try to throw you a, a little bit of a curve ball. Well, now that's pretty. All right, so this this is a 2008. Uh, I don't think you can really see how beautiful that wood is. No, I can't see its green. We'll show some pictures of it up on the screen though, so people can see good pictures of it. Uh, the but the maple but top, and the maple back are pretty. Uh, the back is not as pretty as the front, but the front is pretty. And then uh, uh, the center, which I don't think you can really. Maybe you can a little bit. Um, walnut, walnut center. Uh, Walnut Rickenbacker 4004. 4004 Cheyenne. Cheyenne. Uh, and because uh, they make a Laredo as well. And actually, I don't think they make these anymore. I think they're either discontinued or on hiatus. And yeah. I'm not sure which. Uh, but I think they're just not even making them. Well, there's like a 50-year waiting list for Rickenbacker. Well, anyway, I waited a regular day, years so. for this one. Because yeah. I bought this in 2006, and it's a 2008. I got it fresh off the press. Um, from Dave's Guitars in uh, Wisconsin. So tell us, the astute Rickenbacker viewer is going to be going, what? It doesn't have a pick guard. Okay, I, I can deal with that. But what kind of pickups are those, man? I think the reason why these basses never sold in the quantities that the 4001 and 4003 do is precisely because they don't look like they have the shape of a rick and they have the headstock of a rick and they got the it's and they are ricks um but it's it doesn't have all that stuff that the 4001 and 4003 do have uh, it's got modern bridge these are rickenbacker hb2 humbucking pickups humbucking pickups humbucking pickups the controls yeah. on these things and this is stock and i might I, i've been talking about doing this for years and i've never done it but i will eventually uh it's stock it's a three-way pickup selector Master volume, master tone, the end. The one gripe I have about this bass is uh, this neck pickup, it's soloed, it just, and I'll play this, I'll favor this because I really like the neck pickup and the position of this. It's just, I mean, look how close it is to the neck too. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's just, it sounds gorgeous. Uh, when you flip down and you go to the bridge pickup, which isn't really that close to the bridge. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like there's yeah. a pretty good space there. The 4003 would be further mm -hmm. back, a lot more clanky. Um, but again, very different tonality, and it sounds amazing. And I'll demonstrate that too. But when you put it in and play both at the same time, it just it loses something. It just doesn't have what either one by itself does. Therefore, the, the mod to do, and a lot of guys that have had these in the past, uh, you just get rid of the, uh, the three-way switch and put separate volumes for each pickup. It um, seems like uh, all the ricks I've had and, or played, the basses, the 4001s and 3s, when you, when you put it in the middle position with all the controls up, it does the same thing. It's like the pickups are so evenly balanced and everything that they kind of 
like load up on each other. And all you have to do is choose one of the volumes and just right. knock it back one Usually number, either me, one. It's the, it's the it changes everything. Yeah, just dial it back just a little bit. Little tiny bit. It's yeah, amazing how it just like opens right up. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So if you've never tried that for some reason on a Rick uh, and you've always wondered why the middle position sounds a little bit that way, just take one of the volumes and just crack it just I'm talking a little bit and huge difference, amazing difference. I find the same thing sometimes on Les Pauls. Sometimes I, I roll the, the bridge, or excuse me, the neck pickup down a little bit on a Les Paul, just a hair, and things load evenly, and it sounds a little bit better. Just just a tip from, from Gear and Gigs, if you, if you agree with us, and if you don't, don't listen to these tips. They won't help. No, they won't. Uh, just for the benefit of everyone, uh, this particular Rickenbacker Cheyenne is uh, tuned full step down from normal bass tuning, so it's DGCF. When this arrived, the very first thing I noticed was, oh my God, I've never had a Rick with such a fat neck in my life. It is a big, it is a big neck. It, this, I mean, like, I always knew what the term baseball bat-like neck meant, but hadn't really ever experienced it until I, you know, so I have to admit, you know, I waited two plus years and then I get it and it's like, oh my God. It feels like if, if Shaq specked out a, a, a neck, you'd be right. like, well, that's what Shaq it's, would it's want. A, it's a, it's a, it's a thick one. It's, th you it's, know, it's still skinny side to side, like all Rick's are. It's just, um, I don't know. If I find it to be wide it, side to it, side too. I, it's, really I think these are actually a little bit wider than. It's big neck. Part. And there's a lot of clearance on the edge. I mean, look how much neck you got on the outside of each string. It's yeah. A lot, it's a big neck. Yeah, it is. It is. But I mean, but, you know, it sounds. It sounds amazing. fantastic. Amazing. And as I learned, actually feels great. It fills my hand. It, it just, you know, I actually do not hate the thickness of this neck at all. It's, you know, and the other thing, and this is true with most rigs, is that it's so uniform up and down the neck. It's not like mm -hmm. it's fat here, but then it's, you know, so fat here I can't get my fingers around it. It's pretty even top to bottom. There's a very, very slight taper as you move down but it's it's next to it's nothing like a fender and so um, now he's thrown out the hand wrestling uh, arm wrestling challenge to Shaq right so Shaq if you're listening he, he's ready for you I think he's a regular listener I've got his emails before where he just yeah. he, you know he loves when I make left turns that's the thing that's <laughs> that why he loves that's when I do is. that like huh. oh yeah I love when you do that um, that's not very loud is it it's, it's weak it's anemic you um, know why that was in the middle position. Oh my gosh. Big difference. That is the neck pickup. Yeah. So this is what it sounds like, just the bass. Oh, can you turn off your mic, Mike? Bridge pickup. Bridge pickup.
It's so, not uh, it's not clanky like a Rick typically is. It's so much smoother. It, it is a lot smoother. Um, and and again, uh, we're signal chain. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, please. Base uh, directly into the Pictronics Philosopher King compressor envelope generator. Has it been on this time? It what, what is on. It's off. Okay. Okay. It's off, but I am going through both these pedals. Okay. Even when I'm playing clean, I'm going through. They're not in a loop. They're just they're in series. Uh, and then Philosopher King to second pedal, which we didn't really talk about, the um, Pictronics Envelope Phaser version two, which we both love. Uh, from there, I'm going to a Ditto X2 looper, but only as a splitter to give me two lines out. So I'm going to both amps, uh, Mesa Walkabout here mesa m3 here both 300 watt hybrid uh, bass amps and uh, no cabinets or anything like that the di's from both amps are coming directly into my board analog and out from the board into the laptop here and uh are we hearing them in stereo or in mono together you are hearing them in stereo but it's um but none of these effects are stereo so really what you're doing is you're hearing one amp on one side one amp on the other okay and they're different enough that if you, you know, messed with listening to one side or the other, it would, you know, you'd, you'd notice a difference. But, uh, but that's not what we're talking about. Um, so uh, what I'll do is I'll turn my microphone back off. And I'm just going to turn. So I'll play. I'll play a little bit. And then I'll kick the compressor on as I have it set. And I think probably what you'll notice is that the whole thing will tighten up and the volume will be boosted not significantly, but noticeably. Okay. So I'll do that. So basically, it really kind of uh, juices up the tone and the. It, it does. It it's a, it's a huge EQ change. I mean, it's basically yes. it's like all of a sudden you've done you've taken kind of a, a vanilla bass sound and just gotten it record ready. I mean, it's it's amazing yes. what the difference is. Brighter, it's punchier, it's it's smoother somehow, but yet also has more dynamic feel. It's it's impressive. Yeah, like normal compression, is you buy a compressor pedal, you do to compress. But the other reason to use a compression pedal is basically as a tone shaping device. Yeah, it's almost like an EQ. Uh, it's amazing. It almost, it's like brought up EQ the, the, mid, the upper of, mids. and But it also sort of enhances the dynamics and, and yeah. everything about it, right? And this is, you know, I kind of like that. Like, I don't really ever squeeze too hard because I don't play that hard anyway. So I don't really need to... I don't need that kind of control to get errant noises and you're clank. not looking for taming so much. Right. I'm not looking for taming. I'm looking for shaping and tone. And this is, you know, I, I, this is not in my signal chain as a, as a rule. It is a pedal that is a, you know, a side pedal that's not on a main board. It's just among a bunch of other pedals that I like to play with on and off. But I have, uh, at one time had, um, different setups where I would use compression at different points 
in a signal chain, like one up front as that tone shaping thing, mm -hmm. and then maybe something like this later on in the chain as a boost, and if I wanted to actually use compression as an effect, right? right? Just kind of really clamp down, get this really tight whatever hmm. part. Um, but that would be an on-off, so it would be used like an effect for a part rather than just being on all the time. Although this one you could leave on all the time because it, it's it reminds me the way you have it set anyway it reminds me of what uh do you remember when we did the uh the andy timmons carl martin mm -hmm. compressor and yeah. we were both like oh yeah you want that always on it's like if, if, right. you, if you want that you want that always on and all the time yeah. it's like a tonal thing a compression thing but like a tonal thing and a sweetener and makes it punchy that's that's the same similar thing for bass right there that i heard and they petronics uses the same compression circuit in a lot of other pedals because there's the Philosopher King is just the one that's the king of them because it has all this other feature, right? But there's, you know, the Philosopher this, the Bass Philosopher, you know, they have all these. In Philosopher fact, Stone, them, right? Yeah. yeah, very, very tiny, you know, and it's just this compression circuit without all the other stuff. And, you know, it's a lot smaller than the T-Rex squeezer that I use on all the time on my main board, right? Yeah. And, well, that's that sound is worth the price of admission right there, even if it does nothing I, else. That's I a think, beautiful I think sound. So. Yeah, it's a, yeah, it's a great, it's just a great sounding uh, compressor. So then uh, what I'll do is, since it's there, I will, um, I'll play with the compressor on. Oh, and shows the grit. Uh, that's right. I'm going to yeah. roll it up halfway, which is where I normally would use it. And then, I, and then I'll roll it up all the way so you see how far it goes. Okay. And again, like you wouldn't buy this as a, as a dirt pedal. But the fact that it does this on top of everything else, yeah. and, it, and it does not suck. I'll just say that. Here you go. Interesting. So there it's you like have a, like it's a like an add-on right? sound. You can still hear the dry sound. It's like there's this other layer that comes in with it. Right. It's it's kind of weird. But again, you know, like I I would never crank it like I just did, um, and generally don't use it at all. Uh, I would for this demo only because we're going into an envelope phaser, so we're using and and I always like a little dirt in front of an envelope, a, a filter, envelope filter. Um, just because it, it gives it uh, a little bit more accentuation of the filter itself, right? It can right. It kind of be a little bit time. discreet and under the radar unless you juice it up a little bit, and then it kind of becomes more synthy sounding once you have mm. some dirt behind it. So we'll move on to the envelope then of the... Oh, yeah, yeah. So engaged...
that's about a medium fade. I can obviously make that. I'm going to max it out just so you can see how long you can. Obviously, okay. if you're using a volume pedal, you can go as slow as your foot will move. But this will max it out, and we'll see that. So fairly yeah. good range of, uh, you know, how fast. Uh, you can also use an expression pedal. There has expression pedals and CV ins and outs all over these things. Oh, okay. um, but there's one for fade and one for uh, swell. So you can just put a swell in and then use an expression pedal as a volume pedal. But I always thought, well, that would kind of defeat the purpose. Defeat the purpose. Well, anyway, there's that. And then it also has the release. But what I, and the release is, again, it's the same thing. It's just how fast or how long it holds before it drops off. There is a sensitivity knob on this side of the envelope, so you have a sensitivity how hard you have to hit to trigger the envelope. Uh, a hold feature, which basically will, along with the sustain you're already getting from the compressor, uh, you can hold the note that you, before it fades, right? So it's almost like a sustain in between the attack and the release. So you have an attack time, and then you can hold it wherever you want before it hits the, where you, where you want it to then drop off. But the fun thing is messing with the speed of the two together and getting that tremolo. And I don't remember exactly how I did it before, but I'll, I'll dial it in. You'll hear it. Okay. I don't know if you could notice that, but what I was doing is I was changing the speed from faster to slower, but um, but differently, uh, changing either the attack or the fade. It was right? like you were changing so, the, the the shape of the tremolo, all exactly. the sides was, from square to round. It, it had a harder as if you, one yeah. way it was harder on the beginning and one way it was harder on the end. So you, which actually that's a discovery I just made right now. <laughs> Right at this moment, it's like because I've played with that before, but it's like again, like this is not—I did not get this as a tremolo effect, so that's not, you know, it really was all about the envelope to me, plus getting another compressor because I always like having as many compressors. As, right? As Can you do some set it up with a tremolo and do some playing? Because I was hearing some crackling when you were just in knob, just a very slight amount. I want to just hear it without that. Okay. Too, right? That little 
tick, tick, tick. I wonder if that's just a function of the envelopes crossing over each other. I made it really, I really slowed that down using it and uh, increased the hold function on it a lot. And is it just, that's what it, it was like ones go, because it's not, it's not really a tremolo. It's, it's, no, it's, it's not, but you can yeah. make it do that. We're tricking it into being a tremolo. Right, basically. we're tricking it into yeah. being a tremolo. And like I said, it would never be the tram of choice, but, uh, but just the fact that it can do that as, because as you know, like I love pedals that go a little bit beyond what, right the normal right just something you know just give me some kind of you know even if it's just some kind of control that just pushes it to a place where i would never use it anyway right but it can do that right then i feel like wow yeah now there's a pedal there's Got that a in my back pocket that's a good one yeah there is a sensitivity knob on the envelope side so so it's like a threshold for the envelope basically mm -hmm. interesting yeah very cool can, pedal can, though anyway it's uh, you know and its main function, obviously, as a compressor sustainer and secret tone juice, <laughs> for yeah. me, worth the price of admission. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Totally worth the price of admission. Without just a doubt. Um, and the and grit's interesting. Yeah. I think the grit. Well, let's hear that. Now, you go, let's go into the next pedal because okay. a lot of this stuff and the way you, the reason you like this pedal having all the extra stuff is because of what you because now run of it into. What you do, yes, exactly. So, um, the envelope phaser is exactly what it says. It's an envelope filter, like uh, you know any envelope filter bass players obviously are familiar with envelope filters because it's one of the most magical pedals when combined with an octave and a fuzz. You've just turned your bass into a synth, and that's uh, always fun. But it also does a phaser. So, and you can do the nice thing about this version too. And again, these are not new. These things have been around for years and years and years. These are pedals I've had for a long time. Um, you can not only use it as either or, but you can combine the two and actually have the LFO running the phaser while the envelope is still triggering the filter. So it's, uh, it's interesting in that respect. But I'll start off with it as a phaser. Right, and then I'll. So what I'll do is I'll put it on. I'll play. I'll play a couple of, couple of notes clean. Turn the phaser on. My favorite settings, very slow phase, and then you'll just hear that. And then, uh, then I'll dial in some dirt, um, and then so we'll have a little. The compressor will be on, so I'll be using the compression circuit, not the envelope, because uh, now we have, we're going to be coming to another envelope anyway. So we'll just focus on that. So that's what it'll be. It'll be compressor on into the phaser and then i'll dial some dirt up okay grit they call it grit and i think they should because it's gritty mm -hmm. 
Nice sounding phaser. Oh yeah, very nice sounding phaser. So liquidy and warm and vintage sounding. Really vintage. Very sounding. Vintage. Yes, it's just uh, it's got what you want, right? In a in a phaser. Uh, again, I sound like a broken record sometimes, but it wouldn't. You wouldn't want it to be your only phaser. <laughs> Uh, why not? I mean, I don't know. It's it's. There's nothing not to like about the phaser sound. There's, there's, there is nothing like I just I just always need different flavors of the same thing. I guess. Yeah. When you it's add awesome. the uh, when you add the grit, it like I said before, it has this, has this sense of uh, it's another layer, and it was almost like it was, and it maybe is getting affected differently by the phaser, and so it was like this. It was like two sounds going together at once in a very synthesizer-y It was of kind of very synthesizer-y, yeah, wasn't it? Yeah, very interesting, very interesting. I like it. So I'll switch over now to envelope yeah. follower mode, right? And do the same thing. It's just compressor on into the envelope, and I'll try to do some poppier stuff so I can get the, the filter to open and close and so you can just hear that. And then I'll uh, do the same thing. I'll roll a little bit of dirt in, and then I'll roll a lot of dirt in. Okay. sure most of that sustain was just because of the compressor but it was weird that it was kind of it's not on it wasn't on lfo but it it seemed to still be it still had yeah. some into it yeah uh, which was kind of strange but uh yeah that it's grit weird. does that that grit does once you start getting to the higher levels it really does add a lot of noise uh and it sounds you know yeah that's in the compression circuits i, I think it's just adding distortion at the end of that circuit or whatever that's that's what it seems like because if you because if you turn the compression way up by the way going back to this that also starts introducing some noise so yeah you wouldn't want to use this as a real squeezer kind of pedal anyway but that's the beautiful thing about it is you don't need to it just it enhances so much makes it so much nicer that it doesn't matter so yeah, envelope phaser has a lot of different controls too, and I was messing with them a little bit. There's you can invert the uh, uh, 
plus or minus on the uh, on the LFO shape, right? So you can you can invert or so that so that it, it's going one way or the other. You also have a filter sweep. So on the envelope follower, you can go uh, open or close, so up or down on the on the sweep. Uh, it was a little more pronounced down, and generally, in my experience, in most other envelope filter type pedals. It's uh, on bass especially, it seems to be the other way around. So this one actually sounds a little more pronounced opposite of most other filters. Hmm. So that's a just an interesting little side note. And then it also does the both at the same time thing, where you can uh, literally put both the LFO and the envelope follower at the same time. So I'll do that clean. Okay. And then that'll be the last thing I really need to show you on that pedal because that's basically all it does. This, that, and both. Just real quick, on the last one, you didn't have them linked? It was just the envelope filter? Correct. Correct. Although that sustained note seemed to have some kind of... Right. But you didn't have the phaser going either? Did not have the phaser going at that time. And I've never experienced that before, so I'm not quite sure what that was. Because a lot of this stuff sounded phasery. It's interesting. It kind of did, yeah. And it was... uh, and I will say this, like, a really good fuzz pedal in front of an envelope filter is far and away better than the grit on the Philosopher King. I mean, the Philosopher King, is, it's nice, it's there, you can, it, you know, like, you have it, so it's something. But, yeah, something like a really nice fuzz pedal in front of it would be uh, far better sounding, more synthy sounding. And the envelope phaser has uh, control voltage or, or expression pedal inputs too? It does, yes, it does. It has, um, I believe it's for filter sweep. And, and by phaser speed? Uh, LFO speed, yes. Yeah, yeah, okay. And both of them run 18 volts, by the way. Both of them are 18 volts. They run on there. Yeah, they can't. You put them on your board and you can't use your Voodoo Labs unless you want to double down and use 18 volters. But they come with their own power supplies and they're fairly small and a yeah, so double check your power supplies. Um, Don't just plug them into your nine volt. Yeah, they. Uh, I've got the. They. They come with their own power. I just always use pedals like that. I just use their own power. Same with my T Rex squeezer. That's twelve volts AC. So oh, wow. you definitely want to use its own thing that it comes with. Like, okay, so which on that board because that's on my main board. Um, every other pedal on that board is running off of Voodoo Labs power supply. Hmm. That one has its own because it's. It's always one. It's always one pedal. There's always got to be one. And the the thing that's really the most obnoxious about that, it's got to be the one that really sounds awesome. The one you just want on all the time. (laughs) I can't not have that tone. I got to have that tone. I know. So much for the one plug setup. Anyway, yeah. This will be the double down now. We'll have the uh, compressor clean going into both the, the, the filter and phaser simultaneously.
think that was a better representative of the uh, filter, the envelope filter. Um, than it's, it's very vocal. It's got a yeah, real very, it, it has a very vocal sound. I was uh, uh, earlier I was playing like normal playing, and then uh, where I really got it to jump out was with the old, uh, you know, yeah, hammer with the fingertip, and it really kind of really kind of popped. Yeah, very funky. Uh, but yeah, the, anyway, those are, uh, again, these are not new pedals. These have been around a long, long time. I don't even know for sure if Pictronic still makes them. These pedals are among some of my favorites, among others of theirs that uh, I also own and occasionally use. But anyway, that's my show and tell for today. It's very, very interesting. I mean, very deep. Both pedals very deep. There's a lot of knobs, a lot of switches, a lot to talk about. And, and each in their own right can really drastically shape and change a, a sound so combined like that it it turns the bass into something potentially totally different than it's a than cool little bass. it's a cool little mix-up you know it's mm -hmm. like um coincidentally they color scheme work right they kind of almost like i like it you know but i it is it's like uh if you really wanted it if that's if that's all you needed and you could get away with a board this size Right, that's Other that's than nice. With two rows, and that's just part of it. Still need uh, two power supplies, though. <laughs> yeah, you still need two power supplies. You just bring a little. Uh... Yeah. Well, thanks for showing us these amazing pedals, and you know they really are amazing. Pigtronics always manages to squeeze, even in a big box, more than you might think that they would get in there. And those two are a couple of uh, a couple of my new favorites, especially that they're, they're fun. Philosopher King has got a tone on bass that. It's it's hard sometimes to tame a Rick, but to bring that Rick up that much, mm -hmm. oh man, that was just and that's like a magic. Very sounds. modest settings too. Yeah, that that was very very, very modest settings. It, it's it good could sounds. have gone a whole lot further than that. Yeah, good sounds. Um, still within the threshold of not adding too much noise. And if you're into wild creative stuff, both those pedals offer a wealth of possibilities too. Indeed. Yeah. Thanks so much for joining us for another episode of Gear and Gigs. Sure, wow. you stuck with us to the end. For Reggie Elson, I'm Jet Stone. We'll see you next time. Take care. Mm -hmm.